Thank you for joining us for another rounding route, another round of Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. I'm as always setting this campaign in Yalzar. My party is always who they always have been, and I'm your dungeon master, Kenny. Starting with our party members, uh, in no particular order, let's go with our cleric. That's me. I'm Hayden. I'm playing Ogden the Dwarven cleric. Our paladin. That'd be me, Michelle, playing Bork the paladin. Our monk. Uh, that would be me, James. I'm playing Kenji. And our warlock. Hi, my name is I'm playing Ben, the halfling warlock. Last week, we left off our adventurers after having found some of the darker secrets of this small little town uh, that they were probably going to be holding the night up in the church of this town, a church dedicated to the traveling god known as Farong, or, or Phalong? Far long. Far long. Damn. Far long. I always remember it as it, you're going far, far along long. the path. Right. It's probably <laughs> it very intentional. Uh, or the far long road. Right. So, uh, yeah. What do you, what preparations do you all make before you uh, stay here for the evening? Is there a way to get like up in the rafters by any chance? Sure. Yeah. Is uh, there... Oh. Do we have enough time to take a uh, full rest before, or I'm sorry, a long rest before nightfall? <laughs> well, probably not. I'm trying to think of the last time you guys stressed yourself. Like, when was the last time you say you were Since under getting into rest? the town, we have not. So, yeah. You guys have been My big thing is I want to uh, take a long rest so that I can uh, swap out some spells. I, so, what I'm saying is from this moment on, no, you don't have enough time for a long rest. But from the time you were last under duress till now, you certainly have had a long rest. Okay. So, we woke up in the... What was it? The underground, dude. Right. Yeah, the, the Zorn's Zorn. Lair. The Zorn's Lair is when we last woke up after uh, exerting ourselves. So, whatever spells or abilities I guess you guys have had prepped is carried over until now. Right, because it's the same day. Um, right, it's still the same day. Uh, and as for the rafters, I'm actually planning on, like, staying up in the rafters. Okay. Like, setting like setting up my hammock between two of them and just sleeping in that. All right. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely could do that. And, and, and cool. no, like, dice roll required. I mean, you can walk up the walls like their floor, so there's not even, like, an acrobatic Well, I thought the walls were wood. Oh, that's right. Your your walking is only stone based. Right? If if there's a way to get up there, like a ladder or like a storage crawl space up up, up on the top, or Vin levitating you, yeah, that's not waste. There's also that, but that, that's uh, a spell slot. Yeah, no, that's there's there's right there. there's no um, set ways. The the priest or I, I don't know the, the 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 clergy has told you that normally he borrows the blacksmith's ladder if he needs to get into the rafters, but so he doesn't have a ladder on. Are they within 50? Are, are, the, the, are the rafters within 50 feet of the floor? 50? Did you ask if they're within yeah. 50, so feet. 50 feet of rope? Okay, yeah, I would definitely say this small town church is less than five stories tall. Okay, cool. So I'll, you know, throw one end of the rope up and over, probably with some sort of weight on one side. I don't know. Uh, what do I have in my backpack to use as counterweight? Uh, a mess kit. I'll tie the mess kit to one side, throw that up and over one of the rafters so that I've got two lengths of rope 
And yeah. I'll just I, I don't, tie a knot. I, I don't think this is difficult for your character to perform at all. Okay, cool. I also appreciate you not so throwing the halfling or the dwarf. Right. <laughs> well, the dwarf is a little bit more dense. It'd be harder to throw, say, 20 feet up. The halfling? Yeah, I could probably do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. Anyway, um, while he's mucking around with that, I'm going to go uh, check out the structural integrity of the uh, of the church and cast uh, mending on any areas that seem kind of uh, weak. Make sure that, uh, especially on the door and the walls, but anywhere uh, else I can reach to. I mean, outside of maybe the occasional heavy rain. This building has not seen anything terrible in many years, you'd, you'd imagine. So, landing right. is only minimally assisting. If there are curtains uh, to draw on the windows, I would recommend doing that. Really good call. Any other preparation? Is the door capable of being barred in any way? Um... Let me see. So, <laughs> this church, by the nature of being made out of wood, is kind of not a sanctuary in the way that a lot of traditional churches were. Mm-hmm. So, while the door can be locked, there's no siege protection available. There's no bar that goes down over the door. No, there's no, there's no massive lock of any type like that. No, then Ogden and I, and probably Bork too, should probably move a pew or two to act as kind of just yeah. something heavy. Yeah. Is the clergyman saying anything about this? Um, he seems a bit worried. Or maybe maybe just interested and asks why what you are exactly expecting. Well, we know that the full moon was last night, but uh, the mayor had mentioned that it might be full enough tonight for more lightning torches to come out. Um, we were at the scene of the death of several of them, uh, completely coincidentally. But I feel like. If that information gets around, uh, some will seek uh, repentance on us. And since uh, leaving the town would look uh, even more suspicious, we think it's uh, best to stay here and hunker down for the night. Unfortunately, that also paints a target on your back. Well, he points... So we're just taking precautions. He asks you all to follow him out the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, all right and points back to the holy symbol above the threshold, the symbol of, uh, of, of far long. Uh, mm-hmm. And I pointed out to you all when you first saw the, the church, it's, yes. it's, the symbol is wood, like the rest of the building, but it is also lined and accented with silver. Mm-hmm. And he just he points, to, points that out to you and says very simply, even on the most home, hopeless of nights, the people in this town... At night, specifically on their wildest nights, cannot walk through these doors. There's no huh. need to, to shield yourself. You are safe in this stead. If it's all the same to you, doubling down on protection is never a bad idea. Well, 
that does do a bit to uh, put my mind at ease. However, it might not just be werewolves trying to get through the door. Or worse, they are just werewolves, except they've been helped. Yeah. We've traveled far and seen many dangers, so uh, indulge us this uh, paranoia. He he does not mind what you're doing. Just at this point, you all seem quite dedicated to this. So he mm-hmm. sort of sort of puts his hands up on the matter and just sort of walks away, muttering about the brave uh, and and overbearingness of youth. <laughs> Hmm. All right. Well, without any any more to do, should we try and get some food before uh, before nightfall? It wouldn't be a terrible idea. Yeah. Spend some uh, coin at the uh, local mom and pop shops. I was gonna say we just spend the rest of the night here. Well, yeah, but. No, yeah, but we also have trail rations, and I'm pretty sure if we help cook, he wouldn't mind, the priest wouldn't mind a, not cooking for a change. Alright. Well, perhaps we can do that. Um, do we have anything other than trail rations to cook? I'd just like to point out that if you're worried about seeming suspicious... This seems very suspicious. suspicious. What, just hanging out in the church? Hanging out in a church where lycanthropes can't get you mm-hmm. and not leaving. Yeah, that's why I was thinking, let's go to... Well, bear in mind, it's... Get the market or something. What was that, Lauren? I'm sorry, Vin? You could go buy vegetables at the market. That would be a better idea than spending let's time in the tavern. Let's do that. Well, bear in mind, you guys are already in the mid to late afternoon at this point. All right. Do we have it like an hour before the uh, sun sets? Yeah, you all could, could very much go and shop if you wanted. Okay. Let's do that. Grab some local veggies and uh, ask if they have any good suggestions for recipes. Um, the business you find yourself with is minimal and brief. The, the the people that you end up dealing with are not they don't dislike you and they don't you're, you're unsure if their distrust of you is because of the events of the morning or because you're outsiders um, it's probably a little bit of both but uh, they don't indulge you in local recipes but they do and they do take your coin in exchange for uh, Food stuff. All right. Fair enough, and I suppose. Yep, absolutely. So, have you told the the clergyman that you were going to cook for them for the home tonight? We probably mentioned it as soon as we walked out. Sure. So. All right. Have some veggies, spend some coin. About how much would you say we spent? Let's say five silver. Five silver, all right. All right, that's a silver per person. Uh, does uh, does does anyone stay behind, or did you all go out shopping? I think we all went out shopping. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. So let's say you is that all you guys is that all you wanted to do? Are you guys on your way back to the church? Yeah, for the, pretty for the much. Night? Okay. You all. Uh, up, get some veggies. Come back. You all come back in, and the clergyman is in a different robe, a much more ornate robe. Uh, it would be point, poignant to point out. Uh, his his robe that you saw, his garments that you saw him in before were very plain, very simple, um, and pretty much just his probably day to day robes. Where this would probably be what he would wear for religious ceremonies outside of the weekly. Um, mass or mass-like meeting. Um, it is it is adorned in much symbology or iconography of Farong, Farlong, uh, and he he is wearing a almost like a circlet on the top of his head mm-hmm. um, that has uh, symbolism of of his god around his almost making like a crown of the symbols. And uh, he huh. seems to be favoring a uh, a tin censer in his hand. Uh, you are immediately overwhelmed by the smell of white sage and lavender as you walk into the church. He seems to be muttering uh, in Sylvan a incantation of some of some sort. Can I make a religion check on this? Sure. Just to figure out kind of what this ceremony might. Can I understand any what you're saying? Um, it it's very traditional uh, incantations. Like you would probably have said some of these words when casting spells that your archfabe had taught you. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's Sylvan incantations are very poetic. It's almost as if you're singing to the earth for power. And so, a lot of the things that he's saying is he's pleading. He's He's sort of romanticizing the wood of this building, the stone of the ground. He's singing to the moonlight and telling it's gorgeous. Like it's it's very pretty, but you realize the magic in those words and that it's not just something romantic. Right. Right. And for my role, twenty five because I get double my proficiency bonus <laughs> on religion. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, that was part of the deal with the devil he made. Devil. Yeah, because I already had proficiency in religion. It was okay. Whatever it is that you've already got, now it's double. Right. Right, right. 25. So it's immediately obvious that he's uh, adorned himself with his most powerful uh, divine tools. Um, Whether or not the robes are magical, whether or not the censer is magical is not important. These These are the things that he wears in times of great religious importance. Um, it, it, it would be like seeing a regular father from like a Sunday church wearing the Pope's robes. It would be a, a noteworthy distinction. Um, he is also very clearly doing either a cleansing ritual of some sort or a, uh, a, a, a protective ritual of some sort. He seems to be pacing okay. about uh, the perimeter of the church's main hall um, with taking special... Uh, detail to walking past the window, backing up past the window, turning around, walking backwards the other direction from the window, and all other places where there's actual entry into this main chamber, he seems to double back and triple back and then continue on. 
Um, obviously, you can right. tell it makes sense that he is, since he's a, a a clergyman of the god of travel, that this walking itself is a big part of this ritual. Right. Makes I'm not going to disturb him, but I'm just going to assume that he's doing some sort of burying, burying himself, or creating some sort of holy or blessed barrier in mm. addition to whatever else he's pre uh, is prepared for this place. Sure. Seems like he might have uh, took our paranoia uh, seriously. Yeah. Either that or he knows something we don't. <sighs> anyway. Not much to do, but start cooking this stuff up. Okay. Does he, does he have, like, cooking utensils and a fireplace or anything? Um, yeah, there, there's a hearth to this, to, to even the main hall that you're in. Um, you can clearly tell that when there are not devotees in this church, that he probably does a, a fair portion of his living in this main chamber. The, mm -hmm. the back room is clearly very simply in private quarters. Mm -hmm. um, so while you don't see, like, uh, like a bunch of cooking utensils, like not a full kitchen out here. Um, mm -hmm. You see that there is a, a couple of pots and some uh, ladles and etc. by the fire. Alright. Okay. So uh, he seems to sort of come out of his ritual after you all have sort of set yourselves to cooking up dinner. And uh, Seems a bit, like, his face sort of rings with content. Uh, it's, today's an exciting day. You all here, the things he's doing, the things you're doing, it's something to really break up the monotony of his probably very quiet uh, later years. And uh, mm -hmm. he asks if um, the smell is too strong for any of you, or if he can help with meal preparation. Yeah, well... Uh, many hands makes light work, as they say. He sort of nods so. and goes to his private chambers and returns a moment or two later with, you know, a couple other cooking tools that he keeps back there, obviously, to mm -hmm. make everything go a bit faster. All right. Well, just kind of making small talk. I, uh, and you as a DM don't have to answer this, but sure. Ogden is kind of asking him, hey, so that's an interesting ritual, uh, is that pretty typical of, of uh, Farlong's uh, uh, clerics? Well, <laughs> I believe we all speak to the divines in our own way. Mm. I know that with my good God loving the road, I thought what better way to, to bring him to this place than with stomping my feet about while I perform what would normally be considered a relatively mundane abjuration. Uh, do you take interest with any of that? or? Yeah, of course. I mean, from, uh, from one religious man to another, it's just always good to keep an open mind. Absolutely. About, about everyone. <laughs> I suppose to answer your question, which you might be really asking, no, this is not normal. No one taught me these rituals. Uh, I found Farlong in my own way. Uh, and I suppose that's how many of us find the gods. 
Amen. Uh, but no, I do not normally find myself doing a ritual such as what you've seen. You all seem to be quite uneasy, and I felt, well, if I could put on some fancier clothes and do something that I enjoy, why not set you and your young souls a bit more calm? Well, I can certainly understand and appreciate that. Well, the road long... Thank you. Uh, Good? I, I was going to uh, say thank you, um, Father... I, I didn't quite catch your name. Despoto. Boto? Despoto. All right. Just making some notes. And that's pretty much all I wanted uh, from... Uh, this is pretty much all uh, Ogden was looking for for his interaction. So if anyone else wants to talk to him, go ahead. Uh, I think I'm good. Tenchi goes back to studying the map. Sure. All right. Um, well, you guys, I assume, have dinner. It's lovely. Uh, or, or at least good. <laughs> and uh, the not too long after, the, the father offers... Uh, a bottle of wine to make the evening go fast. Well, I'm never going to turn down alcohol. <laughs> well, he goes and fetches, sure. he goes and fetches a couple of bottles, um, and pulls the corks off of them and sets glasses for all in attendance. And uh, the night's pleasant. Not much more to be said. He tells you stories about where he came from and, you know, how it only matters if you walk a good long path if you make sure to rest your feet. For the true the true delight and the true treasure of walking long is that delightful pleasantness of when you finally get to put your feet up. And a bunch of other old sort of cliche old men tales <laughs> to make you go, oh, this guy's just a, it's a relatively swell fellow. But... Not much of note through the rest of the evening. Uh, and maybe one or two glasses in, you can see the, the grapes are beginning to get to the old man, and he asks to excuse himself for the evening. Yeah, naturally. Thank you again for letting us stay here. Tenchi's glass is left untouched, by the way. It's still full of wine. Sure. He seems uh, very happy to have you all here, so he sort of bows a little unnecessarily and sees himself to his chamber. Alright. Well, despite the ritual and wards he's uh, put up, I still don't uh, don't feel quite at ease. So, Ogden's going to voluntarily take the first watch. Okay. Also, we're going to plug the door back up again with booths or whatever. Sure. <laughs> because we want to do it quietly. <laughs> There's no stealth with that. Yeah. Alright, so All you right. re-barricade the front door and whatnot? Yeah, close the curtains. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Tenchi climbs back up his rope and hauls it up with him. <laughs> Sleeps like a bird up in the rafters. Right? Talk off, <laughs> motherfucker. Ugh. All right. So, uh, who's first watch? Who's second watch? Who's third watch? Arden will take first. Tenchi will take second. I'll take third. Okay. 
Um, first watch is completely uneventful. Um, it's okay. it's it's not late in the night when you all decide to get into this, so you still hear the occasional um, people walking by the church. Um, you even hear someone uh, singing a bit drunkenly, probably going home from the bar. Uh, but first watch is very boring. Not much to say, and it's completely quiet about halfway through. Uh, right. Tenchi, you're on second watch. Yes. So, not too long after Second Watch begins, uh, you hear footsteps um, in the, the hall coming from the uh, clergyman's room. Okay. Um, a, a moment later, the door sort of gently creaks open, and it's Father Despato, and he comes out with a little candle, and... Sort of seems to just be checking on you all, and uh, immediately sort of makes eye contact with you and smiles softly and walks over to one of the windows and uh, opens the window and feels the sort of cool breeze of the night rush in. Do you interact with this at all? I ask him why does he open the window. Sort of quietly in return to not wake the other people. Uh, says, well, my son, there's nothing quite like the cool breeze of the middle of the night. You can have cool breezes from the shore, cool breezes from the mountain, but nothing is quite like an air that rides on the, the chill of dark and the whistles of grass. Now I've spent my fair share of nights under the stars even before I set off on an adventure. But we tried to turn this place into as much of a sanctuary as possible. I'm not sure if opening the window will change that, but I'd rather not take my chances. And at that, um, a clawed hand attempts to reach through the window, and almost as if he had not even opened the glass, a screech and scratch, as if gla uh, claw clawing on glass uh, prohibits the arm from coming in. Um, this startles the father, and he takes a, a step back, but can, but it does not move from his position. Um, his offhand that uh, holds the candle still, but his main hand clenches his holy symbol, not in fear, uh, but holding it all the same. And Tenchi, you could very clearly see that there is a a werewolf uh, standing on the outside of the building. And again, it slashes at what would be the window of this window uh, if the window had not been raised. And yet again, something per like deflects the blow and you hear this sort of screeching like claw on glass. Uh, I imagine right, one, on yeah, one or both of these would probably wake up the party. Yep, probably. <laughs> at this point I say... Like I said, as much as we appreciate your magical protection, but at the same time, we've seen things that defy any magical protection we can give. It is not out of lack of faith in your ability or lack of faith in your god. It is because we know that there are things out there that no god will stop. Not now. Um, another one of these claws or two occur 
while he closes the window and sort of looks back to you and goes, Young sir, you speak too thoroughly to be kind to me. I never once had thought you would question my ability. I will tell you honestly, I'll come back out here at least once more to enjoy the breeze over the night. I do it every night. But be on your guard if you will. I go back to bed. And unless anyone stops and he trots along back to his room. That's fine, I guess. So, are we up that woke us up? I would imagine, unless you would like to stay asleep, the first or the second one of the four, yeah. like, bangs would have woken you. Yep. So, can I do, maybe, a perception check? Um, just to see if there's any, you know cracks in the glass or in our defenses. Sure, you absolutely can. Yeah. Feels like they're testing them. Uh, eight. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no... It's hard to really tell. Uh, the, the barrier that has been constructed by the clergy has no physical properties to it, so it's not like you can see scratches in glass that isn't there. Um, and there's no damage to the physical window either. Okay. Anyone else doing anything? I think uh, Ogden being a little uneasy is going to go ahead and start um, lacing up his uh, his armor again. Yeah, I'm probably too spooked to sleep in a day up, I guess. Alright. I can I can imagine Bork just sitting there sleeping there snoozing going heathens, heathens, heathens. <laughs> uh so Bork, do you have anything to do with all this? Nope. He's gonna see that they can't get in and go back to sleep. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Um alright. So the vast majority of the rest of the night goes on without a hitch. Uh, sometimes you think you hear things outside. Sometimes you're unsure. Sometimes you've definitely heard stuff outside. Um, but again, you had closed the curtains on all the windows, so without looking outside, it would be impossible to tell. Um, but again, not too much longer through the night, the old man sort of comes back out and with his little candle and sees that you're all still awake and sort of <coughs> smiles and shakes his head a little bit, probably feeling a bit uh, saddened that you all don't feel comfortable. Um, this is obviously a little uh, regular for him. And he <coughs> goes by and by the same window and goes to open it. Does anyone stop him? Nope. I guess not. Well, he opens the window again and just sort of seems to lean on the sill, enjoying the, the cool wind that rushes in. Um, and after a few moments, he sort of leans back and with without wanting to be irregular, again, some sort of furred and clawed hand slams into what should be a window, but it isn't. Um, and the clergyman just sort of closes the window again and 
looks at you all and sort of nods once more and without a word the whole way through goes back to his room. Sounds about right. Alright. Uh, can I get a nature check from everybody? That's that's awake, I should say. Oh man, I botched. I didn't. Uh, 19 from Tenshi. Okay. Happy. All right. Uh, the the you guys see sunlight begin to peer uh, through the the curtains. It's clearly begot become morning already. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a lot less eventful than I thought it was going to be. Guess may as well stir, get up, stretch. Yeah. I peek outside the uh, the curtained windows just to make sure that there's no furred werewolves running around anymore. Um, not really. Uh, you don't see any werewolves or anything. Uh, you do notice that it it's it seems really bright, like almost said that it's mid morning already. Um. Out like you just almost as if you all had missed dawn entirely. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I suppose the clergyman will be up soon, so let's go ahead and just start packing out our stuff and getting ready to head on out of here. Let's write the pews and, and you know. yeah, do all that stuff. <laughs> okay. So uh, the moment you all. Uh, Unbarricade the door, and the lights go off, almost as if someone like pulled the chain on the sun, and uh, the door, from some force that is not physical, swings the doors open. Uh, it is still Bullshit. it is still early early morning. The sun is not not very much risen at all, and out the doors you can see probably. Two dozen werewolves, um, a werebear, and a couple of were rats. Interesting. I closed the doors. I'm sorry. I said I closed the doors. They do not move to your <laughs> to your push. Oh dear. Uh, what, what was that? What I was guess that more? Expected this because <laughs> eternal night and it moves. So here we go. Yeah, but it's still, it's not night. The sun is clearly rising, yes? Uh, I mean, it's... It was. Yeah, so, illusion. I got, I got that something was messed up. Yeah. Uh, you, alright, so, do you all have any interaction to this small band of, uh, lycanthrope? Uh, yes, I do. What would Uh-oh. that be? So, Pick I'm gonna fire. pass, uh... Wall of Force. Okay. Ooh. And I'm going to cast it in the, the, just to, like, match the doorway, I guess. Okay. Um, um, an invisible wall of force. I know what wall of force is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it lasts uh, ten minutes. You, so. unfortunately, are not able to cast the spell. You receive some sort of weird feedback. Um... As if you're attempting to uh, to place a wall of force where there is already one. Hmm. 
Yeah. He was setting up walls of force or something around. Interesting. So, so she's still burning the spell slot or no? No. No, you don't lose the spell slot. Right. So, you all have full view, like I said. Um, other than a community cast mm-hmm. wall of force, uh, is there anything that you want to do? The, 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 the lycanthrope people outside do not seem to be atta- like attacking the building or anything. They're out there almost as if in waiting. I'm going to call to the priest and say, uh, don't come out here. I'm going to warn him. Okay. Is he still in his chamber, I guess? Yes. Yeah. All right. So they're not making any sort of uh, uh, hostile actions towards us. So... I suppose I'll uh, go stand, like, in the center of the door and kind of address them. See if it's maybe they want to talk or whatnot. Sure. You address them. What do you say? I'd say, lovely evening, isn't it? The the bear sort of, like, taps his foot impatiently at your shit joke. Is there something we can do for you? Uh, the werebear steps forward and in common uh, says mm-hmm. yes, answer for your crimes. And what crimes would those be? He points to the charred remains that have been brought. Oh, they brought those back? Yeah. And they're sentient in their uh, beast form. This is interesting. Um, I say we were not responsible for that. One of the werewolves steps forward and has a burned arm, but not anything else. Mm-hmm. And the werebear sort of rests his arm on the the burned one's shoulder and goes, but this one tells us that they saw you rest among, below the leaning rock. And the woman that was with you, who is now not with you, took flight of great size and scale. I do not deny that there was a woman with us, and we did get separated tonight. Uh... As your f- comrade there said, we were resting beneath the rock and were unaware of what happened. We awoke the next morning, our comrade was gone, and there were four corpses. The werebear sort of seems to be gritting a little at this sort of accurate, but not uh, very, what's the word? Not very um, helpful answer. Mm-hmm. And with that, that sort of seems to break the patience of one of the were-rats who, scampering on all fours, runs towards you in the front door of the building and uh, slams into the, the, the wall of magic that 
uh, Despato has erected. Um, How big is the bear rat? Is it like the size of an actual rat, or is it like no, 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 no? I would like a small humanoid, like a, a medium-sized humanoid, but smaller in stature. Yeah, small and lanky. Yeah. Uh, so like a smaller person. Like maybe, maybe, maybe five feet. They're in hybrid form. Yeah. So, do you want me to go check on Frodo? He seems to be having more technical difficulties. Yeah, we can go ahead and take a fiver. Okay. All right, we're back from a little break. Um, so yeah, uh, the Wayrat bumps and falls back from the, the the defensive barrier that. Despacho has erected and uh, sort of seems to nurse its wound from the situation. Uh, does does anyone want to interact? It seems to sort of trot back to the group. Um, I guess I just want to to tell them that we did not harm their friend and we intend no harm to them. So, you know, please leave us in peace. The one of the werewolves steps up and says, "Then bring us what laid us low." We cannot. She fled after the events of last night. We don't even know where she is. They uh, they seem really displeased with this. Uh. And even though there's there's several like howling werewolves and like there's like a moment of frustration amongst the crowd that bursts into rage and then the 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 werebear stomps his foot to the ground with such force that some of the dirt around his foot sort of like erupts up briefly. And this sort of seems to silence everyone. And with that, they all seem to disperse into the shadows of the hall of the buildings as the sun is beginning to rise in the distance. Mm. Is the werebear still standing there, though? Uh, yeah. All right. Pretty much everyone has left except for him, including the. Uh, the killed hunters are, are dragged away. Well, that's the thing. I don't have the uh, the resources for that, but we're not mentioning him. He has to be kept uh, secret. Anyway, um, I go ahead and mention to the werebell that I spoke with uh, Melvin earlier and told them a traveling cleric and that with the right resources we could bring your friends back from their untimely death. It was not our wish or intention for them to and anything we can do to help we surely will. He uh, sort of walks over to one of the fronts of one of the houses nearby and grabs mm-hmm. a backpack Mm-hmm. Um, throws it 
before the dwarf of the, the building and just bellows, fill it, leave this place and never look back. And with that, he walks away. Fill it with what? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. We got leftovers from last night, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Well. I do not know what he is asking of us, but either way, there's nothing more that can be done of it now. Let's go ahead and just... I guess wait for the uh, the clergyman. I think just wait until dawn is going to be the best we can mm-hmm. look for. So I assume he wants some kind of monetary thing. thing. Yeah, most likely. I think he wants us to fill the backpack with whatever we need and leave. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense. Exactly. Well, that's too bad. But that could have gone a lot worse than I thought we would have, so. Absolutely. I have a feeling if we had stepped out of the church, it would have. <laughs> yeah, that uh, cleric really knew his stuff. <laughs> well, he's been here for a few years, I would assume he would. Mm-hmm. All right. I think Ogden, at this point, there's no going back to sleep. The sun's almost up. Yeah. He's going to take yeah. the uh, points of caution. He's just going to stand at the door. Sure. Out of curiosity, can the doors be moved yet? Uh, yes. Okay. Hmm. All right. But yeah, wait for the uh, clergyman to come come out. Uh, you guys look to look to the door. He's already looking through the crack. <laughs> sort of. Even though he was told to stay in his room, he had to watch. <laughs> Arden looks back at him and says, "I gotta hand it to you. Your wards are fantastic." Well, I don't know how well they would keep out an ogre, but when you live amongst lycanthrope, you learn how to protect yourself from them. Valid. Will they pursue us? I don't know. Hmm. It was an interesting illusion that they cast there, making it look like sunrise early. The, hun- the hunters have done that before. Makes sense. Well, it seems like there's no convincing them that we didn't cause the deaths of their uh, compatriots. So, it may be in our best interest to pack up and leave. Uh, the So, Despato, um, while you all are sort of getting yourself together for the day to leave, uh, Despato... Uh, says to you that he'd like to see you for just a moment, Ogden. Sure. I uh, walk back to where he's directing me. He brings you into his chamber. It's a very simple living quarters. Uh, There's an altar there, um, a bed, not a very luxurious homestead, but it's home. And he pulls out a small... uh, box from underneath his bed and sets it on the table next to his altar. And it's a black wooden box. And he opens it and uh, inside it looks like a black sphere almost. 
Interesting. He sort of shows it to you and says, do you have any idea what this is? Can I go ahead and make a uh, gem cutting check on that? You may. Or stone cutting? You may. Let's see. And am I getting my four times proficiency on this one? Uh, no, you're not stone cutting it. Okay. So, roll the 17, and am I just setting my history then? Yeah. Twenty-two. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it is the probably the single largest piece of onyx you've ever seen. Hmm. I was wondering if that was what it's gonna be. All right, neat. And he says, and he sort of puts it back in the box and nods. Yes, onyx. I understand that there is a being nearby that would prize this very highly. I would ask that you that you would take it to that being in exchange for what I would require to undo the damage dealt to the lost. So diamonds. Yes. If I'm to understand what you're getting at. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I can certainly do that. Um, how did you come to know about that individual? sort of seems to not want to answer, but eventually gets to it and says, well, I, we had, uh, this was many years ago, more years than most of the people in this village would remember. Uh, A child went missing outside of town and the hunters tracked down the child's route to that sloped rock outside of town. And uh, it was a somewhat grisly scene, what they found. Uh, Some sort of large silver beast that rose from the ground devoured the child. And when I went there to perform burial rites, a creature rose from the ground... uh, alongside the beast that apparently had slain the child. And I did not understand what it was telling me, but it seemed saddened over what had happened. And it gave me this. uh, I, again, I'm not sure what it has meant. It has never done me any wrong and has no magical value. From what I can tell, it's just a very large black gemstone. But for it to be valued by that being so highly as to sort of hopefully mend what had happened, I hope that maybe in returning it to that being, well, maybe something could happen for the better. I will certainly try. He sort of hands you the box and thanks you for doing it. Thank you, Father Defato. Suggestion would be to have somebody be a bull and then send them off to go and talk to the other being to maybe try to. I know they can smell things, but if it's uh, if it's actually daylight now, then now would be the time to go, I believe. Okay. So 
And either way, splitting a party at this point would be a bad idea. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, Orb of Onyx, place it in my bag, and uh, go tell the uh, rest of the party what, uh, what's been, what just transpired. Okay. Are we going to need another board? Well, <laughs> we are going to need another board, yep. What was that, then? Oh, nothing. Alright. Well, maybe we can catch something along the way. Yes, then let us be out. Alright. So you all set off to the slanted rock? Assuming that the uh, wall of force is gone now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, let's uh, head out of the village, pick up that bag that was thrown at our feet. Is there anything in it? I imagine not. Uh, no, it's empty. Okay. Alright, and then let's head on out. Okay. I can imagine we're getting a stink eye from the entirety of the village the whole way out. There is not a soul to be seen. Every door is closed, every window shut. Um, you think you see someone tending to some livestock, but you look back and they're gone. Like, yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, if only we had a ranger here to make sure that people weren't like on our tails. <laughs> I think I'd be able to know if we were about to be ganked. That's true, yeah. Alright, well then let's um I recommend not heading straight to the uh to the rock. Let's head out of the village and then kinda of double back. Okay. Just so we don't give them trail leading straight to it. Right. Um Yeah, let then along the way let's see if we can catch some game or something to feed uh bully bowl. Okay. You guys easily are able to find game. Something gets Eldritch blasted. Uh, You're cooked. Right. <laughs> uh, cooked by force. Right. If it's all nature, probably hit it with some oregano burst too. <laughs> so Damn. you guys get to the leaning rock, and I assume you mm-hmm. throw some meat on the floor or whatever. Yep. And I assume no uh, no sign of Prim. He hasn't returned or anything, has she? Um, not that you can tell. Okay. All right. Yeah. Throw the meat down the uh, gullet of the uh, stone throat. All right. Uh, a moment later, the stone sort of does the same thing that it did before, and you are fumbling down, maybe more prepared this time, and sliding down. Yep. Uh, and uh, you find yourself on the doorstep of the Zorn's abode. <laughs> is he there, or is he just like nowhere to be seen? Uh, you 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 do not see him right away, but you're also not in his chamber yet. You're sort of in that hallway before it. Okay. All right. Taking the uh, the cooked or whatever it is we uh, we pulled up. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone already? Okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> I, uh, let's go ahead and head to the uh, main entryway. Yep. All right. Uh, just past the door, you see uh, Bully Bull um, enjoying its breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Zorn is, is up and about and welcomes you as you enter and asks what, uh, what wonderful 
nature of the day brings you back to him so soon. Huh, well, the uh, Lycanthorps in the town nearby are not happy with us. They blame us for the deaths of their poor comrades that was caused by our dragon companion. He nods and goes, that we is were... very tragic. Yes, it was. <clears throat> and in an attempt to kind of undo some of the damage, uh, the clergyman, someone you have met recently, or a long time ago, uh, Father Despado, uh, sent us here with this. I uh, produced the uh, onyx gemstone. His eye sort of opens quite widely at the sight of it. Uh, he takes it from you and eyes it very, very intently. Uh, if Azorn could smile, it would be. Um, mm-hmm. We were hoping to trade that for enough diamonds to revive their fallen comrades. Uh, he takes the the orb and places it on a a, a rock shelf that is essentially a mantle place mm-hmm. where you can see several other sp- perfectly smooth spheres of gemstone lay. Um, mm-hmm. And he sets it where it must have been before it was taken from there, um, re-completing the set of four different gem spheres. A red one, probably ruby. A green one, probably emerald. The black one, and then a uh, a purple one. Hmm. Uh, Just needs a clear one, and then he'd be playing Splendor. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and he goes, diamonds. I, sorry, I do not know what your words mean to the crystals and gemstones. I know. Um. Can I make, like, a uh, stone cutting check to describe, like, the consistency of There's no need for a skill check. Hardest. Yeah, you can just describe right. it. All right. Um, the hardest gemstones most likely found on this material plane, they tend to be uh, clear. Sometimes they might be uh, translucent, other color. But more often than not, they're clear and they shine rainbows if you shine light through them. And you sort of go, hmm. I think I do actually. I don't mind. I don't like their taste much. He sort of goes to one of his other sort of uh, symbolism or, or, or rock formations that look like furniture, uh, mm-hmm. and sort of sifts through this rubble pile, and from it grabs several of it, of Zorn, like one palmful of mm-hmm. like bits of diamonds. Now none of it's like dust, but it's all quite uh, chunky. All right. Not like a proper, um, what would you call those? Where it's like all of the the crystallization out of like a like one place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know a lot about gemstone formation, um, but basically he hands you a lot of diamond and says, "Yeah, I have no use for this, and if that is all it takes for that." old man to be satisfied, then by all means, I'm, I'm glad that what was done so long ago can be undone with something such as this. All right. He, uh, he did mention that he was unable to understand your language when you first met. Uh, why did you give him the onyx, st- uh, sphere? Oh, it's uh, 8.30, 8.40. Hmm. Yeah. 
uh, he sort of seems a little uh, unsure to answer, but says, well, <laughs> Bully Bull did something bad. There, a child of some kind wandered too close and, well, was eaten. And when I rose to hear footsteps that followed the situation, I saw only one old man, and I figured that he was here to be sad for the child loss, and so I showed myself to him and gave him that as a gift, as a, an apology for the loss <clears throat> of the child. That seemed to be the situation as he understood it as well. All right. Well, thank you, Zagorns. This this will go a long way in helping out. Okay. Do you, does anyone want to make an appraisal on how much diamond that is? Uh, yeah. What do you use for appraisal these days, though? Uh, let's just do a raw intelligence or, or something raw intelligence. Until, until, until we look deeper into it later. Let's see. Just intelligence. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't stone cutting uh, work exactly for this? Sure. <laughs> All right. So times four my proficiency. That is a thirty-six on stone cutting. Sure. Um, <laughs> you. Excuse me. Overkill uh, much? Dude, that times four is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you you recognize that this is about. Not perfectly, but about uh, 1,500 gold worth of diamond. All right. Is it 500 per person? It's 500 per person, so we'd actually need a little bit more. Somebody's not coming back. Well, he said he's not interested in it, so I'm wondering if he'd be willing to trade for other stuff. Um, in Taren, I ask him if he likes the taste of uh, gold coins or not. He seems a bit disgusted. Gold is soft and gets in my teeth. Um, what else? Are there any other types of gems that we might have on us that you would like? Because we actually do need a little bit more uh, diamonds in order to bring all four of the fallen back. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, even if you did have something I would want, which I would want, I don't have any more of that diamond. All right. I gave you everything I had. Well, we appreciate this, and this should go a very long way in helping. Thank you so much, Zaborns. He sort of bows a touch and asks if mm -hmm. you all need to go up. Um, in common, I, uh, I kind of translate what just transpired, and I ask if anyone else has anything else they want to ask of Zaborns before we leave. Did Prim ever come back in the night? Oh, great question. I ask if uh, Prim ever uh, returned, according to... Zagorn's knowledge. No, very quiet upstairs. All right, wonderful. Well, whenever I get a chance to sit down and prep my spells for the day, I'm going to prep sending to uh, contact her. Actually, maybe uh, we could rest at the base of the rock and I can prep. I feel like we should get further away from the town first. Probably, yeah. But we do need to go back to the town to deliver these. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take that uh, that backpack that was given to us and put the diamonds in there. And then okay. give it to me. 
and then give it to you? Yeah, I mean, if are we all going to go back to them? I don't see why not. Okay, My plan is I'm going to prep sending contact the, uh, the clergyman so we don't have to actually enter the town again. Have him meet us at the edge of it and just give him the diamonds and then be on our way. Perform the ritual. The what? Like, don't you need to do the spell to raise the person? Yeah, so that's the thing. Um, I can prepare different spells daily. So as soon as I get the chance to sit down and prepare sending, I'll have it available for the day. No, I mean the um, one to bring people back. Isn't that what the diamonds are for? That is what the diamonds are for. That's just that. Yeah, he said that if we can get him diamonds, he could do it. Oh, he said he could do it. Okay. Yes. It does not sound like he needs me. <laughs> so, all right. Well, if I can take about an, uh, half an hour or so to prep all my spells for the day. I think we can spend half an hour. Yeah. All right. Well. So, you guys do all that. Um, yep. You have to go back to the surface to send, at least. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose you do. Yep, cast sending, uh, send it to, uh, damn it, I had it written down, Father... Despato. Despato, yeah. Hmm. I don't know why I wanted to call him Degato. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, cast sending to him, 25 words or less. Uh, we have acquired about 1,500 GP worth of diamonds. That is all we can get. Oh, that's 15. Perfect. Good enough. Is that 15 words or less? Uh, 25 words or less. Meet outside of town. Oh, yeah. Meet us out front of town. If I'm not mistaken, I got four words left. Please and thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Alright. And so, he can respond in kind if he so chooses. He all you hear back is will be in one hour's time north town. Alright. I relay this information to the uh, group and suggest we take the long way around town. Sounds fair. Alright. Alright. Okay. Double check. We got that backpack with, the, with all the diamonds. We're good to go. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Alright. So you uh, travel to the north side of town. You can see Father Despato in the distance. He's wearing his more mundane robes. Mm-hmm. And he sort of waves as he sees you approach. I wait back, and we make our way towards him. Uh, when you get close enough, he says, Well, I ask that you bring that into town with me. Don't worry, nothing bad will happen to you in my presence. Plus, no. if you have done what you said you have done, it would be good for the town to see you do this than for it to be sort of the smoke of your trail. Fair enough. Okay, you think so. He sort of leaves. There's no reason not to trust him. Right. Magic is very powerful. Uh, he he uh, looks at the diamond and sort of nods and goes, "Yes, this will do." Um. He brings you into the center of town, which is close mm-hmm. to where the church was. Um. And 
in the middle of town, uh, Mayor Meldon or the M- Meldon is there, and he approaches you all with a angry look on your face, on his face, and looks to uh, Despato and says, "Father, what are these people doing here still? They've been asked to leave." Uh, Despato explains what's happening, and the mayor seems shocked uh, and overjoyed, and immediately runs off. Uh, Despato takes the diamonds from you and pretty much right at the steps of the church asks that, uh, that you all sit on the steps while he performs the resurrection. All right. Fair enough. What unfolds over the course of the next hour is a lot of, uh, candles being lit at, uh, incense being lit, um, incantation and mortar and pestling of the, the, the diamonds um, to some middling degree of success. Uh, diamonds mm-hmm. being, you know, what they are in sturdiness. And the four uh, charred hunters are brought and laid on cloth before uh, Father Despato, and he stands up and sprinkles the, the dust in a very ritualistic manner on the corpses of the fallen. And, uh, you, the, well, actually, um, go ahead and anyone who wants to make a arcana check. So he continues the ritual, uh, and right and 19, you notice that, uh, there's, oh man, what kind of spells, resurrection, I always forget, I want to say necromancy. Um, I actually think, yeah, I feel like it's necromancy. Yeah, so you see him, you see necromatic energy all over him, um, and instead of just sort of on the corpses and himself, you see it being sort of pulled from him and going into the corpses. Um, and when he finishes casting uh, Resurrection on the corpses, uh, uh, all four of the hunters rise but unfortunately, Father Despato takes a knee in the wake of the spell. I uh, rush over to him and perform a medicine check to make sure that oh, he's not dying of old age or something. Sure. Or worse. Or worse, yeah. That is a 14 total. Um, he seems weak, and you're unsure if that's from mm-hmm. just casting this magnitude of magic or, or what. Uh, but he seems all right, just very exhausted. I uh, I tell him to sit down, take some rest. Uh, somebody get us some water. I have to pull out the water skin and just toss it to you. Catch it, uh, uncork it, and hold it up for him. He he gladly drinks some water and hands it back to you. And leaning on his uh, on his uh, rod or I guess staff. 
more than he ever has before. Uh, sort of walking away from the four hunters being alive again and hugging their, their loved ones and sort of the overall joy of the village sort of walks back towards you all and says, I'm afraid that there was not enough dust for me to do what I've just done. In exchange, I had to cut off a couple of the last treks of my journey. Worth it, though, as he looks over his shoulder at the, the, the risen hunters. They will find someone for me soon. You, you are everything this town needs. He nods and goes, well, a long journey still, but a long nap for now. He makes his way into the church. Thank you, Father. Uh, well, that turn around and face the uh, the townsfolk. I suppose it's about time we be taking our leave as well. Um, Meldon <clears throat> is amongst the only people recognizing your presence. Everyone else is overjoyed uh, at the return of the people that were lost, um, and he's sort of not happy to see you, but nods in understanding. Mm-hmm. And you all leave. Yeah, it, this is not our place to, you know, rain on your parade. No need to have a whole fanfare for us leaving. We, we we rectified something that was brought about by our hands indirectly, and it's time to go. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what direction do you travel? Well, last we heard that the uh, Eternal Night was at the lake, which was in a northwestern direction from where we were. Uh, I wanted to say uh, northeastern, but... North, northeastern? Okay. Um, yeah, in the direction that we know towards the lake. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to say that I said that it was only a couple of days travel last session. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, alright, you guys travel on by foot, since there are no other options available to you yet. Oh, we have to walk by foot? We can't take oh dragons? God. What is this? Oh, it's like you're level one again. <laughs> I, I cast mending on my shoes so they're nice and comfortable for the journey. Boo. <laughs> She's not mending like, pew, pew, mend, mend, mend. <laughs> I love that men is a cantrip. Are you uh, kidding me? That is so awesome. Aw. Yeah. Or your broken heart tension. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. That got dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, as it should have been on All right. So, you all travel completely uh, unopposed for over a day. Um... Resting. I mean, this this is a relatively peaceful part of the world. So, outside of the occasional um, savanna big cat, like being like, "Hey, you look like food," and then looking at you again, and be like, "You look like really scary food." <laughs> um, you guys, I mean, barely even see another soul. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you do anything special on your nights? Uh, I'm just going to try and get some actual rest over the night. Um, probably before going to bed, I'm going to burn another one of my spell slots to see if I can send up sending to Prim. Ask her 
how she is, what's happened, is she okay, uh, and where is she? Um, Prim responds, don't you have the horn? Yes. Well, unfortunately I can't respond to her again, but I do have another spell slot I can burn. I say, yes, but not safe to summon you, just checking on your well-being. I'm fine, worry not. All right. Fantastic. I relate to the group that she's she's all right, and we can call her any time with the horn. Yeah, we should probably ask her what actually happened when we see her again. Yeah. Yeah. No. I suspect uh, they probably startled her out of sleep, and she kind of knee-jerk reaction, blew fire on her and flew away. Exactly. An eight-week-old dragon. Yeah, right? <laughs> you woke the sleeping dragon. What did you expect was going to happen? <laughs> yep. Hmm. You know, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that sounds like one of our old D&D parties, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> they were the old D&D parties. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Only some, we didn't get revived. That's some Old Testament kitty shit there. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. Let's keep heading in the direction that we... Okay. We're last informed. So, right. simple things being simple, you guys travel for a couple of days um, with nothing really of note to be aware of. Um, except one evening, maybe your third evening on the road, uh, you see a rather sizable uh, black canvas tent in the distance. Hmm. That's peculiar. See the smile on my face right now, Kenny? <laughs> Does it have a uh, skull and crossbones on it, too, or...? Uh, no, no nothing terribly anointing. Um, I suppose, uh... Nothing notorious. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I suppose Tenchi could read the sign? Yeah, you could. Vision out is it in the lang- Is it in... Comet, Elvis, Celestial, Abyssal, or Sylvan? It's in, uh, common. Okay, then I'll read the sign. What's it say? Um. Sorry, I've prepared this and yet I can't remember where I wrote the fucker's name down. Checking the notes. There's more of a sign, but there's a sign outside. Fuck, canvas tent. Property of black tent, <laughs> Or Blackhawk. That's racist, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we haven't had that tagline in a while. Yeah. We haven't been racist in a while. Well, count your stars. Um, there is a. The sign says Gox Emporium, but it's spelled wrong. Emporium is spelled wrong? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Like it's E M. Pour like pour something <laughs> in the <C-O-U-R>. yard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go check it out. Why the hell not? It's on the road. Sure. And who knows? Maybe we can like buy stuff. Okay. Sure. A little bit of money. So as you all get a touch closer, you can see that there is uh, no one there to an attendance. Um, but uh, there seems to be someone inside, probably the person who owns the tent. Um, 
And as you have gotten closer, you can see that there's a a couple of other signs that are like wonders, amaze, gold question mark. Are they all spelled wrong? Uh, uh, well, I said it's amaze, not like amazing. It's amaze. Uh, and and wonder is is spelled right, and gold has a question mark. Interesting. And what you maze? Wow, very wow. <laughs> so, as you all get closer, you you see a being step out from inside. Um, shit. Docs. A. How did I make this guy? Um, Frodo, do you listen to the other campaign? Yes, I do. Yeah, you know who this is, right? Probably. Oh. Yeah, it's um, he's a not. Damn it. There's the centaur. The cat folk, bugbear. Bugbear, that's who it is. Uh, yeah, cool, so um, a bugbear dressed in like... And yeah. Um, in like stretched out under, like definitely way too small for his body size. Uh, cl- very formal clothes, steps out and says, Hello, friends. It is I, Gurgok Gok. The best bugbear merchant of all of Yao. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, hello. <laughs> Do you have gold and desire to not have gold? I have things that you would want gold to lose you for it. Okay, let's take a look. Yeah, let's be your waiters. He welcomes you inside. Uh, there's a, a plethora of weaponry and armor, um, and several exotic-looking saddles. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have any scrolls or potions? Enchanted items? Yes, no, and yes. Hmm. Uh... So yeah, just sort of um, imagine quite a quite a, a general store of magic um, I- items. Um, there's a couple of racks of of scrolls. There are no potions, um, but you imagine as he when he said yes to magic items that he's like pointing to all the weapons and stuff. Um, so you would imagine that at least some of the weapons and armor are magical as well. Okay. And he sort of grubbing his hands goes, So, what is desires? I don't have enough money for anything that's magical. Yeah, nor I. I've got, like, a hundred gold that I can part with. Yeah, I've got a hundred. You have a, um, a scroll of of daylight or uh, something like that. Sort of seems to scratch his ear, and uh, and walks outside and like points at the sun, like 
daylight? Uh, yes. Hmm. He walks over and, and grabs a, a, uh, a spear from amongst the weaponry. He goes, I have this. It's not scroll, but spear close and daylight, it does. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, thank you, but no thank you. Does anybody fight with a spear? Any of you guys want to check it out? Uh, or oh, last time you saw a tent, you pick up a weapon, please. Yeah, right. All right. Um, so not much interest then? Not in weapons. I mean, unless there's a magical tent that can fit all of us in it all at once. Oh, that'd be nice. Right. I don't know. Do you ask him? Sure. sure why not? All right. What do you ask? I'm looking around at the tent, the weapon, you know, obviously Tenshi doesn't use weapons, he doesn't wear any armor. He's... Do, you have, do, you, do you have a tent? Not this one, obviously. I mean, maybe this one. Well, yes, I have a tent, but, well, magic tent? Maybe? I have magic tent. What is the magic tent? He sort of walks you over, almost by, like, grabbing you by the wrist and, like, pulling you with him. And, and like, points your hand points your your hand at these couple of piles of uh, bundled cloth. And uh, then points with his own hand, letting go of yours. This, this tent care not about cold or hot. This tent care not about... Uh, uh, being in a backpack, this this tent care not about being in water, and this tent care not about wind or anything like that. How much for your not caring tent? Which 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 tent not caring about what? Oh, they all. Care oh, about they're it. all different tents. Except <laughs> the one which uh, which is all of them put together. No. You said the last one is what? Not care about wind or anything like that. Okay, so we have hot and cold. It can be set up under water. Uh, doesn't need a backpack. And high wind or possibly up in the air. Any of those sound appealing, guys? Uh, what, what is the no back? care about backpack one looks like? He picks it up above his head. It's like a big bundle of, of like yeah. poles and tarp, and he like folds it and then he folds it, 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 and he puts it in his belt pouch. No care about backpack. <laughs> That's right. kind of cool. How many people fit in that one? Uh, Ten-ish. How much? This... And he pulls it back out and, like, unfolds it in one flourish back above his head and sets it down. And goes, this tent, no care about backpack, 200 gold coins. Between all four of us, it's 50 of feet. You know, I just, I just don't know if we can do 200 gold coins. That's that's a, a lot of gold coins. He nods uh, and nods. It is a fine thing. He says, I can do 20 platinum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smart ass. 
I like it. <laughs> How about uh, uh, one fifty gold coins? One seventy. I have one hundred fifty gold. Hey, throw in that extra bottle of uh, indoor elements. I mean, what if we need that though? <laughs> It's easier to buy indoor elements potion than it is a magical tent that we can fold up and put in a literal pocket. But he hasn't even accepted or rejected my 150 offer. I go up to the bugbear and I pull off a ring and I give it to the bugbear and put it on him and say, think of you as human. Uh, he, he, it's on his hand and he thinks, of, apparently thinks about being human and he turns into like a gross, opulent, like, Banker type. I let him see what he's turned into, and then I take the ring off of him. You want ring, we want tent. He sort of pulls at his not long enough face beard to do that, and goes, I have better deal. I ring, ten gold, you get this tent, and that sword. And he didn't even look at what sword he pointed at. That ring and ten gold for a tent and a sword. Sure. I mean, sure. I mean, hold on. What 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 sword? And yeah, what exactly. Because we'd rather have something else if we could use that instead. Well, he over he here uses the sword. He looked over and doesn't take his doesn't look at the sword and like walks over until his finger touches it, and then grabs it and goes, "Oh, that's a really good deal." What? He goes, "Oh, that's a really good deal." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it a great sword? A, yeah, it's uh, a, a great sword. sword. What? It's a great sword. Great sword. I mean, Hold you use a, a great axe, right? I I have a plus one radiant silver great axe. We can always resell it at the next town or something. Like, that right. is also true. So, what is this sword? And he he grabs it with both hands, and it turns into a club. Um, it's the motif of its look stays the same. It's uh, it's mostly black and like cracked with red veins, like of, of mild light, almost like it was made out of like lava. Hmm. Oh my god! I hand out my hand to be able to hold the weapon. He hands it to you. Can I like think of a great axe and does it turn into a great axe? Yeah, it turns into a great axe. Done. <laughs> That's all it is. And so, is it just a shift-shifting weapon? Is that all that is? Essentially. Well, there's more to it than that, cool. but that's that's the main thing you can take away from at this point. You'd be, you'd be the person to use it, so you can play around with it as much or as possible. Okay, he yeah, takes the it. ring, puts it on, turns back into that opulent sort of like banker-type human, and like slaps his belly and smiles. I'm just getting a really fat Donald Trump. <laughs> I was going to say more of like, uh, what's the one character from Princess and the Frog? Never saw the movie. Nor Which I. character? Um, the the guy like who... Like the father of the, the bratty little um, rich white girl? No. Um, nah, never mind. I'll look it up later. Um, but yeah, just like a short, portly... Huh? Um, 
fair-skinned human. Oh, that dude, that ugly dude. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But big, I imagine bigger since he was a bugbear. Sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he, he takes the gold and the ring and and folds the tent twice before he hands it to you. It's about the size of a dinner plate at this point. <laughs> Just keep folding. Yeah, pretty much. Folding, 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 folding. Anyway, uh, so he takes on. Oh, he's gonna that. hold on to that. I, we got a backpack. Just stuff it in the backpack. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of room entries. Um, for purposes of me writing it down, what is the sword? Um, it is a, uh, a call it an adaptive fire weapon. Nice. Hmm. Every time you brandish it, it can take the form of any martial weapon you're proficient in. So, any weapon for you at this point. That's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, whatever damage it deals, it deals an additional D6 fire damage. Ooh. Handy. That's about the one uh, element you don't have with your smite. (laughs) And, uh... And it is a magical weapon for all intents and purposes, but it is not a plus one weapon. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't think I'll be able to afford anything, but I uh, go over and take a look at his plate mail. Okay. Uh, has, see if there's maybe that uh, I can get an upgrade. He has two suits of plate mail. Uh, one of mm-hmm. them is very uh, radiant looking, like almost shimmering. Mm-hmm. And the other one is very uh, foresty looking. Hmm. Interesting. So all of its emblemation is uh, an icon, and like all of its edges is leaf-like and uh, very nature motif. Interesting. Excuse huh. me a moment. Well, that's cool. Sorry about that brief intermission. Uh, it's tax season. Sorry. Yay, taxes. Yay. So what anyway. were you all talking about? I was uh, kind of eyeballing the uh, radiant armor. Okay. It seems almost uh, to give off a, a light uh, from all of its metal um, from some other source. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems to come from the metal itself. So it's not like hmm. uh, it's reflecting light or anything like that. It's It seems to be producing light. Huh. That could be very handy if we're going into a place of perpetual darkness. I uh, ask him how much. He uh, says, where you get your plate? I got my plate from, good lord, where was that? Um, Riverdale. Yeah, the town of the Lake Riverdale. You didn't get enough. <laughs> that was his favorite token. Yeah, I used a favorite token to get a full set of plate armor from the... Uh, it wasn't oh, the Harper hard. Brothers, was it? Yeah, it was the Harper Brothers. Hard. So, I give him that information. He goes, hmm. I want... You want this? Hmm? I want yours. So, alright. And, and, and more. Not sure, but more. I could do 150 gold. He sort of seems to really think on that. Um, and uh, points to uh, Vin and goes, 
You have two sticks. I want one. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Want your staff of power? Holy crap, that's a pricey piece of gear. <laughs> mm. Uh, no, no sticks. But how about, uh, potions? You have no potions. What do you have? Um, kind of hot has been Endure Elements What? I was just laughing. You keep trying to hawk that Endure Elements potion. Yeah, I'm going to offer the Endure Elements potion. There we go. He goes, I will take that. Do you have other things? Um. I have, um. I'm going to offer a scroll of uh, hypnotic patterns. Good, good. I like scroll. People like I've scroll. Got three doses of Keogatham's uh, ointment. He goes, what, what ointment? Keogatham's uh, ointment, and I believe it's for healing damage. Yeah, it's a healing thing. Yes. Oh, yeah, we got it from the, uh, the dead people. Yeah, I've had these for a long time. Yeah, we never used them. Yeah, usually if uh, if we're not... <laughs> we also have a turtle shell. Yeah, we've got a turtle shell rattle. No, we gave that away already. No, we didn't. I still have it in my inventory. I thought we gave it to uh, Porsche. Did we? Oh, shit, you know, we might have. It would have made sense if he kept it. it. So, yeah. yeah. That's you got the ring. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm better about tracking when I get rid of stuff like that than that. Yeah. Right, let me go ahead and erase that then. So he yeah, says, I take... Forget about Right. So what? Uh, I take your plate, your scroll, your potion, and that last thing. The ointments? Yes. Ointment. Oinkment. Ointment. Okay. And then that's a fair trade? Yes. He claps his hands together. All right. Sounds good. So I hand him my ointments and my plate mail. Okay. So the, the sort of glistening plate mail that you receive is magical plate mail. It is not plus anything. But, oh, darn. Uh, but you have one hour a day. You can turn it on. And the the plate mail always produces dim light for 10 feet. Uh, just no matter what. Mm, nice. I am now a torch. Yeah, you're now a torch, basically. But for one hour, uh, each uh, in total, you can turn it on and off each round as an action. Um want to find the, the spell that I want to have it do. Yeah. You can, um... It can become the center of a daylight spell for one hour each day. <laughs> that's, uh, that's better than the spear. <laughs> oh, also, I was looking through my items and we have a daylight scroll. Hey, look at that. 
It sounds like we uh, bought that before we went to the uh, Pure Darkness place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Does right. uh, this plate mail have a specific name, like Raid or anything like um, that, or is it just... Uh, let's call it, uh, let's call it uh, Daylight Savings. Daylight Savings. Day Life Savings. Got it. Daylight savings. Get it because it's an hour. Eh, fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. So, uh, if there, do you all have any other business with uh, the bugbear who introduced himself as uh, Gurgok Doc? The uh, Gurgok Gok, formerly Bugbear, now looks kind of humanist. Well, <laughs> yeah. he still is a Bugbear, and he still introduces himself as the best Bugbear merchant of Yao. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no? Let him know that he can also change into other things besides humans. He goes, what else would you want to be other than human and Bugbear? Oh, no, it's not what we want you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, right? Half-orc? You could turn into a, a pork? Mm-hmm. Sort of shakes his head with no words. It's not so much what we want you to be, it's what you want you to be. Well, yes, but why would I ever want to be anything but bugbear or human? Well, what if elves only want to trade with other elves? Then they just not know how good bugbear goods are. Duh. <laughs> There's no arguing with it. Nope, there really isn't. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, I think we're set to go. <coughs> All right. <laughs> Darren, I was really hoping that play meal will be a uh, bonus to AC, but hey, still useful function, regardless. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you all head out and uh, mm-hmm. continue on. It is yep. uh, their fourth days of. Uh, Travel is subsided, and you make camp for the night. Uh, do you run? You're gonna set up in the the, yeah. the folding tent. Mm-hmm. All right, you unfold it then and we'll sort of nice. you sort of uh, like shake it out, and in the single action of shaking it out, as if that was the power word for the for the magical item, it uh, erects the tent entirely on its own. Wait, how big is this thing? Is it is it like a tent that looks like it's big enough to hold ten people. Yeah, I'd say it's like a like a ten by ten. Okay. All right. Nice. Okay. Oh, we don't have to be rained on anymore. Yeah, that's gonna be nice. All right. Um, I'm going to erect my uh, what the hell is it? My spirit guardian or my the you're gonna my you're gonna safe. you're gonna summon the divine turret. Yeah, the fine turret. Yeah, pretty much. And set it um, near the uh, entrance to the tent. Sure. All right. And um, as we're uh, just kind of eating and winding down, I'm going to see if uh, if there's anything I need to do to attune to the armor. There is, and you have to do it. Okay. Do I have any hint what it is, or do I have to do like a... uh... No, attuning is never like a check or anything. You just sort of... Have to spend a okay. sizable amount of time with the armor to understand it and become acquainted right. with then 
Okay. Exactly that. All right. All right. Is there anything else that you guys want to do before you go to, the, to, to bed? Or amuses himself by changing the sword thing into many different weapons. You find that it's actually you find that it's very handy to turn it into a dagger and keep it on your belt. Oh, hmm. okay. that's a good thought. I just imagine you like pulling a dagger out of its sheath and just quickly turns it into a great axe. And anybody in the way of it is just gonna be like, "Oh what? shit!" <laughs> like that's not a dagger. Yeah, I can probably just see Bork uh, pulling it out and then turning it into a swordfish just to fuck with people. Hell, you can even just <laughs> carry it around as like a quarterstaff or a walking stick and all of a sudden, boop, great axe. Exactly. That's true, too. Yeah, I try to turn it into a quarterstaff. You can do that. Yeah. Hmm, nice. Let's go. Sorry about that. Another technical difficulty. So. Uh, it's full of them. Yeah. For the night, Tenshi's going to tune his triangle. Okay. <laughs> By bending the single wire to and fro. Right. Argent right, uh, cast mending on it just when he gets right to where he wants it. It's very important. <laughs> if anything, mending an instrument would perfectly retune it, wouldn't it? Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but whatever. No, no that implies it's broken. Or bent out of shape. Not necessarily broken. It just kind of re, uh, re- strengthens the structure. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Do you guys have uh, people running uh, guard overnight or anything? Um, I wasn't planning on it. Yeah, we got my turret and my wraps. Yeah, that's true. We'll okay. Be okay for the night. Mm-hmm. And I failed to ask, what color is this tent? Is it just canvas colored, or is it black like the one that uh, Budbear had? Uh, let's say it's like olive drab. All right. All good. All right. So yeah, we could actually uh, probably even set it up off the road and get the uh, relatively hard to spot at night. All of drive. drive. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I uh, tune to daylight savings, then take off my armor and right. then go to sleep. Okay. Hey, right. um, do I have to? Uh, does the light effect only happen when it's being worn, or do I have to like uh, put something over it to uh, dampen it? So the the ten foot of dim light is permanent. Okay. Well, dim light's probably not going to disturb you in sleep, right? Bork shoves a blanket over at you and tells you to shut it up. I'm sorry, Bork. I spread the blanket out over the uh, the armor. Oh my god, he loves it so much. He's tucking it into bed. <laughs> Uh, all right. The I night, night sweet armor. <laughs> the night is peaceful. <laughs> all right. And Nothing uh, happens throughout the night. Nope, it's totally quiet. Okay, fantastic. Yawn, wake up, stretch. Yep, do all that. Don my armor. I say, man, I wish these things could just you know put themselves on. That'd be nice. All right, uh, and uh, the, you guys wake up, and the morning is perfectly fine. Uh, you can see that there seems to be storm clouds in the distance, however. Well, that's probably the way we're going. All right. I mean, it's from the lake, yeah. It is. Tent. Yeah, 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 fold up the tent. Uh, figure out how to fold the tent back up first. I just, like, start shaking one of the sides of it. 
I wonder if uh, anything we leave in there gets folded up in it as well. Like, mm. say, our blankets and stuff. Mm. I tried. Ogden throws his bedroll in. Let's let's see how this works. All right. And with the shake of the uh, the tarp, it um, wraps itself back up and to its bolt like bolt of cloth like state. Mm-hmm. I start folding it. Okay, you fold it. And then just keep folding it until it fits in a belt pouch. All right, you do that, and then you put it in your belt pouch. Huh. Well, we can use that for later. Indeed. Hopefully it didn't just eat my uh, my bedroll, but <laughs> oh well. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's head on out then. All right. Set yep. out our fire and do all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah of course. The, the day of travel is pretty bland. Uh, about halfway through the day. <laughs> about halfway through the day, you see the edge of the lake in the distance. That's, that's it. And that storm cloud has not moved. And it's less of a storm cloud and more of a expanse of dark cloud that casts uh, a darkness over that entire area. So... Well, I think we found one for you. Indeed. I pause my armor as I start heading towards it. <laughs> what was that, Ben? Uh, do we see, like, a town or any, like, farms or, or signs of habitation yet? Uh, not at this point, no. Okay. Um, but it's hard east along the shore of the lake that leads to that. And... I know we said we wanted to go for another hour, but at this point, I feel like if we got, if we went any further, we'd kind of be be, be stuck in to the uh, next major encounter. So I think we might stop tonight early and then um, have a nice big adventure next weekend for what is in the the darkness up ahead. All right, sounds good. Sorry. Uh, but uh, Easter is a funny day. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Uh, is there any other last things that anyone wants to go over or, or ask before we part for the night? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, as always, I've been your Dungeon Master, and I have my party of four with our Warlock. Uh, I'm Lauren. I'm playing Ben, the Halfling Warlock. See you next time. And our Monk... Uh, there would be James, hopefully my mic will work next time. Our paladin. And that would be me, Michelle, playing work. And our cleric. And I'm Hayden, playing Ogden. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Bye. Bye. Bye.